वेलकम एवरीवन टू द शॉर्ट एंड स्पेशल सेक्शन कॉल्ड इकी टर्म्स वेर एन आई टेक द टाइम आउट टू एक्सप्लेन वन टर्म ऑफ फाइनेंस दैट यू मे हैव हर्ड ऑफ बट सम एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑन इट मे हेल्प इफ वी डायल बैक इन टू द एपिसोड वेन आई कंपेर्ड ट्वेंटी लैक करोर्स विद सम एग्जाम्पल्स आई सेड दैट दिस इज इक्वल टू द मार्केट वैल्यू of the Walt Disney Company or the market cap of that company and this people is our ikki term for today market cap or market capitalization this term deals with public companies and i have already explained to you what public companies are and is used as a tool to measure how big they are in more clearer terms it means the total market value of the outstanding shares of a company and the formula is the price of one share multiplied by the number of shares outstanding consider this to be like the economic area of a company and you know area is defined by length into breadth so market cap is equal to price of a share multiplied by total number of outstanding shares now you'll validly ask that karan what is outstanding shares so there are regulations as to how many shares a company can issue a public company can issue for normal people to buy them as in how many units you can divide your company in and the legally permissible amount or the number of shares you can legally issue are called your authorized shares and out of the authorized shares you'll issue shares to the public and out of those shares that you have issued the shares that were bought by people by banks by other companies or probably by the government itself by almost everyone say apart from the company that has issued these shares are called outstanding shares i think the idea behind outstanding shares is now pretty clear but to just enhance your understanding i should also tell you that there are essentially two types of outstanding shares the first one is the one that you already know and it's called the basic share outstanding there is another one called fully diluted share outstanding let me explain this to you with the help of an example that what exactly it means so for example a company has 100 outstanding shares that is 100 shares are owned by others however the company has issued 200 instruments to other parties saying that after a certain period of time or in case we are not able to pay some form of debt these instruments that we are issuing you each of them can be converted into a share or a portion of our company so fully diluted share means that not only the shares that are currently outstanding but what is the total number of shares that can become outstanding in the future so the basic share outstanding in this example would be just 100 but the fully diluted share outstanding would be 300 now there are more concepts to it and there is probably a deeper understanding to it but essentially why outstanding shares are important is because the more outstanding shares a company has the more secure it is in terms of price flexibility which means that you need to trade its shares far more 
to ensure that there is a significant change in its share prices. Let me again explain this to you by way of an example as to how impactful outstanding shares are. Consider a company that has 10 outstanding shares. I own one of those shares and I sell that to you for half the price than it was being bought and sold for 10 minutes back. While I have only sold one share, I have essentially traded 10% of the company's outstanding shares for half the price. And it's far more likely for the remaining 90% owners to be motivated that there must be an issue. We also should quickly sell it at whatever price that we are getting. And this will lead to a significant impact on the trading price or the price the share is being bought and sold for. However, using the same example, imagine if there were a hundred outstanding shares, then me selling one share for half the price really does not impact it a lot comparatively, which is why the number or the quantum of outstanding shares play a significant role for investors in looking at how secure or how stable the company's share value is. With this background of outstanding shares, we can come back to market capitalization or market cap. Now you know what market cap is, I'll tell you why it's important. It's basically like the universal method, as in it is the most widely used method all across the planet to measure a company's market value, which also kind of helps in comparing different companies across jurisdictions. So you can technically compare how big Apple is in relation to Reliance by looking at their market cap. It's essentially like the metric unit, the kilogram of the economic net worth of companies. And by relying on market cap, investors can divide companies in various categories depending on their weight, pretty much like an economic BMI. All in all, market cap as a metric is convenient, uniform and makes trading efficient. If you remember these three key standards from the podcast before, I said how market cap is used by investors to categorize companies into various categories. And I think you should know them ideally that what these categories are, they are divided on the basis of their market cap, starting from small cap, then mid cap, then large cap and all the way to mega cap. Countries have differing currencies and differing purchasing powers, so these metrics vary. To start off in India, companies with market cap of up to rupees 500 crores or 5 billion rupees are called small cap. Then companies with market caps between say rupees 500 crores and to rupees 7000 crores or 5 billion rupees and 70 billion rupees are termed as mid caps. Then companies having a market cap between 7000 crore and 20,000 crore or between 70 billion and 200 billion are called large cap and companies having their market cap above 200 billion rupees or 20,000 crore rupees are called mega caps. 
I know a valid follow-up is how is this relevant? Here's the thing. It makes it easier to classify a company as a high risk, high reward or as a low risk, low reward. And also to see if the company carries some form of liquidity risk. I'll elaborate on that. Now consider a small cap. A small cap company is a usually an infant company, a company that has not been well established. So it has a lot of room to grow and an equally large room to fail in its business endeavor. So there is high risk, but there is high reward as well. Think about it. If I start a company tomorrow and I sell its shares for one rupee and I am mildly successful in running the business in this company. And even if I'm able to take the company's share price to five rupees per share, that's a five times or a 500% return on your investment. Similarly, if I am not successful with this company, that rupee one goes down the drain. On the other hand, take the example of a large company that is into many industries has turned billions of dollars and is in the economic times every other day and is technically a mega cap that is having an evaluation over 200 billion rupees or 20,000 crores. You can be pretty sure that it won't fail at least for a reasonable future. But on the other hand, it has pretty much maxed itself out. I mean, its growth potential is fairly limited and which is why there will be low gains as well. So the 500% you saw in case of uh, my company, my small cap is something that may not be reciprocated in large caps or mega caps. There is one more aspect that market cap can help us on and that is liquidity. Liquidity basically means how quickly you can turn your assets into cash or money. The more quickly you can turn them into money, the more liquid they are. Like for example, your bank account is extremely liquid while your house is not liquid at all. It can take months for it to sell and you to get the money. So market cap plays a role here because it is generally perceived that small caps have a very high liquidity risk as compared to other larger caps. So as you go on from small caps, the liquidity risk decreases. Market liquidity risk essentially means that the shares that you have bought today will be less liquid in the future. And then because of the inefficient market, you would be forced to sell them at a lower price. I'll give an example to this. So for example, I started a company called Finicky Limited. It's a small cap and I sell its shares for 10 rupees to a lot of people. Now imagine you want to sell these shares to the open market. People will be like, I don't know what Finicky Limited is. I don't want to buy a share of an unknown company, invest my money into it. And they'll refuse to buy it at 10 or 11 or whatever price you thought would be fit for finicky. What then happens is that probably one of the shareholders will be forced to reduce the price that you know what, I'll sell it to you at seven bucks. And then the entire market will shift its price to match that. So instead of earning money on selling the share, you ended up losing money because the rest of the market was not ready to buy it. And this is a liquidity risk that comes with stock trading that it's possible 
that your shares that you are holding today may not be converted into money easily or if they are converted into money there is a certain cost attached to it that was not foreseeable when you purchased it this market liquidity risk will not be that prominent as you go up the scale like for example with respect to reliance or tcs no one in the market would say that they don't know this company or they don't trust it they'll buy it pretty quickly and this is why their liquidity risk is negligible so this was another facet of why market cap is looked at a valid follow up here is that karan if i'm planning to invest which would be the best cap to put my money in and to be very honest the answer is all you want to be prepared on all fronts you want to go high risk high gain because you want to earn big and then you need to have a fallback option where there is low risk and low gain imagine taking part in a pokemon championship you would want a rock type pokemon that's hard on defense and a fire type pokemon that goes all out on aggro and then you would want to keep water type dark type electric type etc which is a combination of defense and aggro in between in order to win the championship and i think kind of the same logic applies here so yeah essentially keep an eye out for all of them and now before i conclude i want to draw your attention to one last thing which i think is relevant to understand how market cap is looked at today and the term is free float market capitalization or free float market cap this is the same as your usual market cap the only difference is that in that formula instead of using all outstanding shares we only use the outstanding shares that are not in control of its promoters or you can say technically owners of the company now for example market cap of reliance industries would be a huge number but free float market cap would be slightly less than that because then you will subtract the shares that are held by the ambanis the remaining figure would be your free float shares and multiply them by the price of each share you'll get the free float market capitalization this is more relevant than market cap because most of the indexes something that i will cover in the subsequent episodes and investors look at free float market cap rather than market cap and it becomes especially relevant in places where the promoters or the owners have a high holding like for example government companies where government has a pretty high holding of shares and so if you just look at market cap the figures and your subsequent analysis may be a little skewed because of the way it affects trading and it's pretty similar to how outstanding shares affect trading like if you have a small free float you can see that the price is more volatile as it requires fairly less trades for the price to go up and down and if there is a larger free float then a small amount of trading at a different price will not affect the overall price at which it is being traded on this i believe kind of completes our discussion on market cap but there is much much more to read on basically every aspect of stock markets 
and let me tell you that this is not information enough for you to have this idea that i can now start making money off the stock market there will be other considerations as well like for example market cap does not take into account how much debt a company has so it is a good metric but it is not like an infallible or a complete metric in and of itself there are other factors to look at as well factors like favorable government policies or dynamic leaders like i told you that there isn't a lot of room for mega caps to grow but if you look at reliance they have tripled their stock prices in the last 5 years a 300% conversion and yeah what i'm trying to say is that the idea to learn finance is a long road and i'm here for some parts of it to make it slightly more interesting so that the big parts of it are more easily digestible with this thank you for staying tuned into this exceptionally long episode i'll see you next week this is karan and you're listening to finicky